to our F3 podcast, where we discuss all things pertaining to faith, family, and finances. And remember, no subject is off limits. Can't you tell? No subject. So we are your host today. I am Dr. Lionel M. Blair Sr., and I'm sitting next to my gorgeous, beautiful, perfect wife. Glory to God, perfect in all her ways, Dr. Jasmine Blair. As always, we got a good one for you today. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. Definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and share, and hit that notification bell so you will be notified every time we premiere a new episode. If you did not catch our last episode, we'll go ahead and drop the link. Make sure you go back and watch that. Last episode, we had a great conversation about how your children reflect you, but they're not you. We've got a lot of people that are trying to live vicariously through their child. Yes. Maybe you have some unfulfilled purpose in your life. Maybe you, you want your child to be and live that thing you always wish you could be. If that's you or someone you know, go back and watch that episode. You'll definitely gain a lot of insight from that. So today, we definitely have a controversial topic today because today we're going to talk about why some preachers need to close their doors for good. Close them. For good. Not temporarily, for good. Because We've got a lot of people that went but won't sin and need to repent. Come on. Oh, that's a verse right there. Went Bars. But won't sin and need to repent. Come on. Need to repent. <laughs> we, we've got a lot of people that have started a church for whatever reason, maybe because they can, maybe because they got a degree, maybe because so-and-so said they couldn't preach. Who knows? And it's to the point where there's literally... A church on every corner, everywhere that we go, it seems like it's just a church on every corner, but they're not necessarily full. I understand starting a work and building a work, but if you've got had a church for 30 years and you've only got 30 people in there, something's not quite right. But I'm going to go ahead and kick it off to you before I get deeper into this topic. Well, well, I, I, I think too, um, you know, some people see ministry as a lazy, lucrative Ooh. opportunity. Lazy, lucrative because, I mean, yeah, ministry is hard work, but but it's but it's a different kind of hard work. Yes. Okay. It, 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 it's not that. It, it's not that. Um. It's not like work like a welder. Right. Now, now, believe me, you ain't called to this. You don't want none of this. <laughs> All right. And this is what so many people quickly find out, too. Mm -hmm. You don't want none of this. You got to be called to this. Okay? You got to be called to this. And with so many people walking away from it, I think it's time that we address this. Some yes. people look at ministry as another hustle. Uh-oh. Okay? And, and, and this is not a hustle. Ooh. This is not a hustle. This is something you have to be called to. That's right. Okay? If you ain't called to it, it's eventually going to show. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I think that's one of the issues. Some people look at ministry as a lazy, lucrative opportunity because all you got to do is market right. Okay. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is market right and you'll be received. Okay. All you got to do is give a couple prophetic words or a couple inspirational um, uh, messages that go viral. Okay. The next thing, you know, people flock into your church. Bless God. Or 
you know, all you got to do is get some gold dust on your hands, huh? Especially the charismatic community, you'll blow up with some gold dust. Yeah, that's true. And we've made a lot of these little gimmicks. You know, it's become, a, like you said, a popular side hustle. Pete's people yeah. doing these gimmicks. They're doing all this preaching and praying and prophesying, all this trendy stuff to draw people. And you may draw a crowd, but if you're not successful, you can be successful if you're not called to it. But if you're not called to it, how successful can you really say you are? And there's some people, too. Mm hmm I'm glad you brought that up because some people too, they look at shepherding as sustainable, uh, a sustainable financial uh, plan for them. Mm. Now, back in the day, you probably could get away with that. But in today's time, people ain't as faithful to local churches as they were back in the day. No, they go to church twice a month and think they're doing good. They church hopping, baby. They, they, they looking for the next big thing. So, so that's hard work trying to keep yourself up to be presentable to people when you're leading a people that's literally looking for the next big thing. You got to have a grace. I always tell people this is it's leadership is grace. Shepherding is grace. Spiritual parenting is a grace. If you don't got it, it's going to show. It's going to show. So if you're looking for a way to sustain your wealth, Passion the church ain't in most of these mega churches been up for years. Come on, for years, and even them are dwindling. Yes, even their membership is dwindling. They got to buy curtains now to cut off a whole half of the uh sanctuary because <laughs> ain't nobody coming. Mm. Ain't nobody coming. So, so, so instead of having all them empty chairs and the camera, they got to get a curtain. Yeah, and I and 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 and, and I've seen a lot of churches do that. <laughs> they gotta get a curtain. So, 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 no, you, you, you can't, you can't look at this as a, a, a place to sustain your income like mm -hmm. that. Okay, you got to be called to this, and, and and it's gonna show. That's good. That's really, really good. So let me ask you this. Okay. With. The state of the church now, and, you know, we blame a lot of the stuff on the pandemic, the pandemic, but the reality of it is a lot of these mega churches were starting to dwindle down before that. Yeah, you know, the pandemic real. just kind of sped up the inevitable. Yeah. So with the change of society now, you know, as we know it, a lot of people are are going online. Some of these people that need to close their doors, should they go online or do they not need to do that either? They can go online, but they also need to go get planted somewhere mm -hmm. themselves. All right. All right. And, and see, that's that's one of the prides of a senior leader is the fact that once you recognize that you ain't called to be a senior leader, it's hard to make that personal adjustment and adjust your pride and your ego. Mm. OK, to go sit under somebody else who was in a position that you was once in. Mm -hmm. So so but but yeah, I do agree with going online. You know, it's not a sin or crime to go online. OK, uh, a lot of you have, you know, just because you ain't called the pastor, you know, a church or to lead a congregation does not mean you don't have a voice. OK, and it does not mean that God cannot use your voice 
to encourage people, to uplift people, mm -hmm. to minister to people, to uh, uh, prophesy to people, or whatever the case. Okay, and you're gonna have to be comfortable with that because I mean, now they're starting e churches. Mm -hmm. They're starting e churches because some people's regions are just that dry. Yes. And they're looking for where the water is and they're not finding it. They're searching hard for it and they're not finding it. So therefore, they're connecting with people online mm -hmm. and there are online communities being built. Okay. There are online communities being built and people paying their tithes and offering. They're going to travel, you know, for special events and all that kind of stuff. And they're building community and relationship outside of the locality of the four walls. Mm. Okay. This is what technology has done. This is what the platforms like YouTube and others, okay, YouTube and other social media platforms out here create these opportunities and these creative ways to do ministry. Yes. And, um, you know, I, 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 I think that the church needs to get more technologically advanced. They need to get a little more technical. Okay. All right. It, listen, listen, I, I have an iPhone. Okay. I got two of them. Right. If you don't, I've seen leaders who still got flip phones. Mm. How do you still have a flip phone? You mm -hmm. are irrelevant. Mm. You're irrelevant. Your, your, your mm -hmm. ministry, no one of your ministry small or your ministry about to close down. Okay, you got a freaking flip phone. Well, I don't need all that. No, you need it and you need to learn it. You, you, you need to learn technology. All right. And a lot of a, a lot of churches, their ministries will grow if they would learn to master technology. You know, they got whole classes out here for that stuff. Now. I mean, but the low income that you know, they have a lot of these programs. You know, to try to help low-income families or needy families, you know, get a phone or get internet so they can stay connected. Even the low-income yeah. phone is, is a touchscreen phone. <laughs> and they're giving iPhones out now. They're giving iPhones. Brand new ones. Because <laughs> you need apps like for job applications and your bank account. So if the social services is providing touchscreen phones, you need a touchscreen phone. Yeah. Come on. Even social service providing touchscreen phones. <laughs> it's crazy how you gonna minister to the poor and they got a better free donated phone than, than you, you got as the pastor no I mean you gotta spend all this money but I mean come on now it, it you can get a touch screen phone at a decent price you, you can even get an android you know they they, they <laughs> stop stop Look, see we fit, we're not going into that war today you can even get an android we're okay? not going, we're not having that discussion today you know you know apostolic is the way to go <laughs> android is artificial intelligence okay artificial it ain't real okay it ain't real it's fake get you an apple something's organic <laughs> organic grow out of the ground Fruit out of fruit out of the ground, bless God. <laughs> bless the Lord. Represents life, not artificial intelligence. A dead robot. A dead robot. Okay, you got a dead robot. Stop. Okay. I'm eating from the the, the fruit of the tree of life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but Back to the topic, you know, you were talking about people going online and them having a voice, and I think that's good. 
But I can't ignore the fact that honestly, if you're not called to have a church in person, you don't need to be trying to have a church on the internet either. <laughs> Yeah. Like you see what I'm saying? Because somebody heard this and said in their mind, I just go on the internet. No, you might need to just sit down somewhere and have a certified seat yeah. and be quiet. You might need to get planned. You might need to join ME Church for a while, get some development, maybe become a leader there. Yeah. You know, I think that's the reality of it. It's like you were talking about the humility piece. People, and I'm gonna get to this in a minute, but people get to this place where they don't want to go merge somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Whether you do it in person, it's not going to work. Whether you do it online, it's not going to work. No matter what outlet you try to be itinerant and travel, it's not going to work. Because if you're not called to it and you don't have the grace for it, stop trying to make it work. And it's not there. Now, we've got to deal with all the people that started a church because so-and-so didn't believe in them. Because so-and-so said I couldn't preach. Because so-and-so said I would never be nowhere. So-and-so said I was rebellious. They tried to stop my ministry. Here's the reason why half of these churches need to close in the first place. Because they were birthed out of the spirit of rebellion. And they were birthed out of somebody being a bastard in the spirit. You are not going to see fruit when you started off wrong in the first place. Now, how is God going to bless your church that you started with an attitude problem? Can we talk about that? You started a whole church with an attitude because you didn't get the validation from somewhere that you thought you should have. So instead of you going somewhere to heal, to go repent and cry boo-hoo and be restored, you just started a church with a whole attitude. You had a temper tantrum, and now all these people's lives are affected as a result of your temper tantrum. But you wonder why it's not blessed. You wonder why it's, it's, it's not growing. Because you had an attitude. Coffee good this morning. So you don't need to go online. You need to go sit somewhere and be properly restored. And, and, and you notice these types of people, they had the most drug out name to their church. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, bread of life, kingdom, deliverance, minister, and restoration, sir. No, it, it might as well say attitude ministries. Bastard ministry. <laughs> Bastard tabernacle. Okay. Bastard tabernacle. <laughs> because that's why you started it, because you had an attitude. Oh, my Because goodness. you prematurely disconnected from somewhere. Rebellion centra. I'm pro proving appoint ministries. <laughs> Oh, Look at goodness. me, Center International. Mm -hmm. that, that's what it should say on the door because that is the whole reason why you started it in the first place. Rebel Temple. <laughs> Rebel Temple of the Rebel Temple of I Need Deliverance. <laughs> Apostolic Incorporated. Prophelize City Church. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that next episode. Oh my God. Next episode, next episode. Yeah, ugly names. <laughs> These long, drawn-out names. And, With no weight. And no you're doing weight. missions in the name of an attitude. That just, I, I don't see how you thought in your mind that works. And somebody said, well, how do you know that? Because you know why? When they pass the oil anniversary come, this is what they do. First, they take the microphone and they try to play humble. They, You know, I, I, I bless God for this opportunity. Amen. I, Amen. I bless the Lord and... 
and all the dignitaries, saints, members, and friends in their respective place. They start off real humble, right? And then all of a sudden they start talking. You know, it's it's been a long journey over the last say 10 years, 10 years, and I, I've been growing in measure and stature before the Lord. And then and then they manifest. And everybody that thought I won't go be now. <laughs> Look at me now. That right there is how you know they started the church with the wrong spirit. Oh my god. I'm the senior pastor. <laughs> You can't tell me what to do now. I'm the daddy. I'm grown. <laughs> Remember that little boy? He had a, he had a pull up. He, he had a little sprite in his hand or whatever. Like, I'm the daddy. I'm grown. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ooh, we having too much fun up here. I love it. But seriously, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. When you get to them anniversary services and they get loud and start manifesting like that, that's how you know they started with the wrong spirit. And I believe through this pandemic that many people, these types of people, their voice is being muted and silenced. And it needs to be. Not because they're not called, not because they don't have a destiny, not because they shouldn't have a ministry one day. It's because it's a bleeding, wounded voice. And you can only build people but so far when you're that type of hurt and you're not going through any type of healing process. It becomes a cancer and a disease to the body. And what people don't realize, these types of people end up birthing more rebels. I believe this is why the church is going through the restructuring and the downsizing that it is now. Yeah. Because we've had too many bastards and rebels begotten more bastards and rebels. And we need to clean this up. All y'all babies need to go back to the toddler room somewhere. Let somebody heal you, restore you, nurse your wounds, and you need to grow to a place of maturity before you then come back out. And all you prodigals need to go back home to your father. And you need to go back to your father's house in ministry. That part. Huh? You going out there trying to prove a point? Start a ministry? Everything go down? Now spiritually, you eating from pig slop. Our prodigals have started a ministry to prove a point. We get it. You still can't preach. Please go home <laughs> and report to your father's house. This has been a kingdom service announcement. He has a ring and a robe waiting on you. <laughs> and a celebration. He'll celebrate you. You want to celebrate it, <laughs> Oh, my God. But see, this, this, this it, it's sad that... Um, we have a lot of because 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 like like you said you know if you go to downtown Nuba News you mm-hmm. know you know not too far from where we live you know um, there's church on every block mm-hmm. you can't tell me God called all them church somebody mm-hmm. at least one of them churches are called out of like probably like ten blocks maybe one of them churches are called and the rest of them was erected in pride. Mm. A false vision, a lying divination. Mm. Okay. And what all the mother church need to do is find the one that they all supposed to submit to, come together, okay, pray, submit, restructure the ministry, and bring all them resources together, okay, to build the kingdom of God. You just gonna have to some of y'all called to be number two. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Some of y'all are called to be number two. You ain't called to be number one. All right. You'll be a better number two, okay. Uh, uh, than a number one. Would you rather be a sorry number one or an excellent number two? Mm. But some people they they want the pride of an image. So 
you know, and 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 that's why so many people started their ministry too, because they don't want to be number. I, I remember I preached this somewhere one time, and there was a young man in the congregation, and uh, you know, you you could, I mean, he had people that follow him or whatever, but you can tell like he probably shouldn't be a number one leader, at least not now. No, no, and, at least not now. No, and, uh, you know, I preached the same message about being a second chair leader and a number two. And he gonna say I'll never be the number two. He 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 didn't nobody hurt him. I'll never be a number two. Mm, mm, I'll mm. never be number two to anybody. That's what he said. Mm. That's what he said. If you've never been a number two, you should be disqualified from ever being a number one. Can I tell you I miss my number two days? Okay. Oh yeah. You know I'm a I'm, I'm a first chair leader now. I miss my number two days. Why? Because, uh, you know, I, I I I got to run stuff and help stuff and help out, but everything fell on the senior leader. <laughs> okay? Okay? So 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 I missed my number two day. Some of y'all can't handle the pressure of the first seat. Mm. You understand? You don't know what it's like to really carry the burden for the direction of a ministry with souls under you that's depending on your every direction and every, your every word. Mm -hmm. You don't understand that. You don't understand what it's like to have people literally living by faith, by imitating your faith. Mm -hmm. Okay, because they're copying your faith and they are and they're taking seriously your word from God. Yes. Yes. You understand? You, 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 you don't you don't you don't understand the severity of that. And a lot of you all, you're going to lead people astray, occupying these seats that you ain't called to. And then God is going to judge you heavily for it. Mm hmm. He's going to judge you very heavily for for trying to occupy. And I know we've been laughing and all that because some of y'all are funny. All right. <laughs> some of y'all are hilarious. But at the same time. This is a serious part. This, 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 this right here. If you're not called to it, you're going to end up hurting more people than helping people. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Leaders make mistakes. But I'm talking about if you're just out just damaging any and everybody, everybody, everybody's a broken mess under you and they remain that way. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's depleted and you the only one being be, being lifted up. And that is a problem. That is a problem. And it goes to show that you probably never really affected. A lot of these guys never really effectively served anybody. Successfully. No, they didn't serve. They want nobody's armor bearer. They want nobody's deacon. They never scrubbed the toilet. They never vacuumed the church. And you can tell by how they act. And if they did, they left their position prematurely. Real scene. I'm going to tell y'all something. The best service that we have ever received has been from other senior leaders. That, that came up through the ranks and their foundation is in servanthood leadership. Yeah. I can tell the type of leader you are by how hospitable you are. And, and these types of people, they, they're nasty, they're arrogant, they're not hospitable, they act like it's beneath. Heaven forbid somebody drop their Bible on the floor walking by, they act like mm, somebody else come get that. That that's how I know that that you're not humble and you didn't come up through servanthood. Yeah. You didn't get up at five in the morning and pray. You didn't clean the whole church. You didn't scrub all the toilets. You you didn't clean the pulpit off. Come on now. You didn't change the flowers in the water. Some of y'all have never been through those things. And people think, oh, that's beneath me. That don't have nothing to do with the anointing. That has everything to do with the character that can withstand and sustain the place the anointing puts you in. 
And the problem is so many people have gone and started ministries off a of gift and anointing, but they have no character. Your gift makes room for you, but your character is your placeholder. That's one of keep that's what's going to keep you and sustain you in that place when people aren't all crazy about your gift because they are on to the next wonder. Your character is what's going to sustain that place. Yeah. And so I remember you saying uh on a previous episode that we will see a demand for fathers when there's a demand for maturity in the church. Yes. And I believe that's another reason why some of these preachers need to close their doors because there's so much immaturity running around that there's not a demand for true fathers like that. And I believe this is why we're seeing, we have been seeing and will continue to see the reemergence of small apostolic communities and, and small I hubs that. I believe because that. there's everybody's not crying out for, for, for maturity like that. Yeah. And too much maturity, a call to maturity and a mainstream display, people will mock it. You see what I'm saying? So it's not hidden, but it is going to a, a secluded place where people have to seek out the brook to come drink from until it becomes a widespread mm -hmm. demand right. and space is the way is made and paved for true apostolic fathers and mothers to come back on the scene mainstream. You know what I just and, and I just heard this. Mm -hmm. I just heard this, y'all. I'm getting a little prophetic here. The sheepfold is always bigger than the household. Mm. Woo! You always have more sheep mm -hmm. in a field than more sons in a house. Mm. And the problem is, is that we have we we we, we we're looking for fathers among shepherds. And we didn't put too many sheep in the house. Come on. Mm -hmm. That's right. Woo! Go ahead. Go ahead. That's Go ahead. right. So, so you have to decide in this hour, do you want to be a sheep or do you want to be a son? Because see, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I taught this before. Mm -hmm. When God is ready to mature you. Yes. He don't give you a shepherd. He gives you a father. Mm. Okay, because shepherds is a maintenance office, right? It maintains um, what has been established. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what shepherds do. So they lead you to green pastures. Mm -hmm. I got a whole teaching about uh, a shepherding versus fathering. Mm -hmm. Shepherds lead you to green pastures. Okay, they protect you from wolves. Okay, and bears and lions, they protect you now. But sheep are defenseless animals. Okay, you can only expect but so much from a sheep. You you always have to fight for the sheep because the sheep can't fight for, for themselves, but they will fight among themselves. Mm. Because, you know, sheep do get divisive and they start getting to biting each other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why the scripture says, tell us not, not to bite and devour one another. Mm. Okay, a shepherd always got to solve issues among sheep. Okay, so but when it comes to a son in a house, it's the father's job to grow you up to prepare you for rulership in society. Mm. So when God wants to mature you, He'll transition you from the 
from the sheepfold mm -hmm. to the household because sheep are immature baby Christians. Most Christians, sad to say, will always be immature. That's true. But when the growth, when when the demand for growth happens among the saints, come on, then God has to raise up fathers and mothers to help get these people to a place of maturity so that God can use them at the next level, so that God can give responsibility in his house. Scripture talks about, you know, you will judge my house and keep my courts. He only gives that responsibility to matured believers who we call sons. Mm. Matured believers. You know, God gives responsibility, major responsibility to the mature. Okay. I can't trust our seven-year-old to go take my car up the street and go to the car wash. <laughs> okay, he he ain't gonna be able to get it out the parking lot. He ain't gonna be able to get it out the uh, get 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 out the driveway. Excuse me. No, <laughs> without hitting somebody's car. <laughs> Matter of fact, his feet can't even reach the pedals yet. But see, that's what we have in the church. We have people. We have midgets <laughs> trying to drive spiritual midgets <laughs> trying to drive ministries <laughs> forward. And you have these spiritual midgets starting churches who ain't never been properly fathered, but now they want to be called father. They want to be called dad. Mm. You've been pastoring for one year and now everybody calling you dad. You are lost. You are lost. And the people who call you dad is just as lost as you are. You ain't even five yet, but you somebody daddy. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like get that thing some time. <laughs> you know, uh, I was an you know, I started, I was an apostle at 24, but God didn't deal with me about being a spiritual father until a few years later. And then I still didn't fully come into it until some time after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the fatherhood is something you gotta grow up in, but see, people want that prestige, they want that honor, they they they, they want that. They, they they want what they perceive to be a certain status because they're insecure within themselves and something is incomplete within themselves. You know how many people come to me tomorrow? Yeah, God deal with me by, by being a father. And I tell them, leave that alone. <laughs> some so some of these leaders, first of all, first, first of all, you can't even keep the few you got. Mm. Leave that alone. Stop, stop trying to be a father and a mother. Okay. And if God called you to that, he's going to bring you into that later on. Right now, he may be speaking to you about it because, see, he wants you to adjust your life and your character, okay, uh, 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 for that so that you won't lose who God has given you, all right? But, 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 but yeah, these, these are the people who start ministries, mm. the, these kind of people right here. And the next thing you know, they got a bunch of little flunkies behind them called them dad and mom. I don't care who come to you, okay? You can't come. You can't let people come to you and make you something that God ain't bringing you into yet. That's right. You see, and, and see, and see. You know, I talk about uh, of Deborah a lot. You know, uh, because you know the Book of Judges. The Bible says she was a prophetess, right? Yeah, she was a prophetess, mm -hmm. and she was a mother in Israel. Mm -hmm. All right, she was that. She she was those two things. But see, the Bible never said that God called her to be a judge. That's true. Because the judges before her. See, I read my Bible. Okay, some of y'all, some my of y'all, Bible say, my Bible say, yeah, 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 my Bible say, before Deborah, all the other judges says the Lord appointed so and so to be a judge, the Lord appointed mm -hmm. so and so to be a judge, the Lord appointed so and so to be a judge, 
And then when it came to her, it says, and the people came to her for judgment. Read what it say. The no, people came to her for judgment. So, yes, because, be, because there was no other judge, okay, that would step up. And she was the prophetess. So they came to her. They came to her uh, 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 because of her gifting and her nurturing as a mother and say, hey, judge among us. Mm. But then she tried to pass the, the, the a baton to Barak and, and, and tried to get him to step up and be the judge. He was like, I ain't going to go without you. <laughs> but, you know, according to, according to Jewish uh, um, historians and according to Jewish, uh, the Jewish culture, uh, uh, Barak was another name for Lapidoff. Lapidoff was her husband. Mm. So she tried to get her husband to step up and lead the nation. And he was mm. like, I can't, can't do without you. <laughs> him Peck Henry. Him Peck Henry. For all, for all you men who sit under your wife and she the chief apostle and you the elder, you out of order. Mm, mm, mm. You're in sin. May not be a sin unto death, but you in sin. Anyway, so... So, uh, and again, this is what happens when you let people come to you and appoint you to be over their life as such. Mm -hmm. Okay. And God ain't calling you. Don't succumb to the pressures of the people. My wife will tell you, I don't let nobody pressure me or nothing. That's it. Okay. Do you know how many people came to me? Talk about, oh, God showed me you my spiritual father. Hey, dad. No. Hey, dad. No. No, 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 no. You don't listen and you got That dad attitude. stuff got to be proven. You got an attitude. <laughs> I'm dad until I start correcting you. I'm dad. Okay? I'm dad until I don't answer your phone call. Attitude ministries. <laughs> I'm dad. I'm dad until you, uh, uh, until I don't give you personal access like that. And you got to be vetted. Right. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't understand how people can come to a ministry and think they're going to be close to the leader like that. What, what, what is that? Mm -hmm. what, what, why is that? No, 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 no. You, you're not going to have my direct phone number. You're going to have you gonna have this phone number. Then the people I be want to ask, have you ever made a doctor's appointment or a dental appointment? You don't have the dentist number. You call and talk to the receptionist. Yeah. You, you, you got to, you got to heard, earn that close proximity. Yes, I like to make an appointment to speak with you. So, so yeah, you know, you know, but, 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 but a lot of these leaders, mm -hmm. again, they, all they are is sheep who became jealous of a shepherd's position. Mm -hmm. So they try to anoint themselves or find some and find some old bastard organization mm -hmm. with a bastard bishop or a bastard apostle. And say, hey, ordain me as a pastor. And you know, you got you got some jokers out there. They don't, they don't, mm -hmm. they don't care about your past. They don't do no background check. They don't, they don't care do about nothing. your present. No, they don't care about your present either. Your charges. Cause I cause I, cause I know some people, man. I mean, they 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 ordain somebody, and and I'm just like, okay, he was just in the sheets last month. Okay. Huh? Huh? With two Ooh. two women at separate times. So he sleep with two women, but you ordain him the next month? Mm. What is this? What is this? See, these are the jokers that need to close their freaking doors. Yes. You know, so 
So, so you, 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 you gotta be humble enough to recognize yes. when you're not a first chair leader and it's not working for you. That's it's right. not working for you because if you was a first chair leader, people will follow you and remain. And you guess what? You don't have to do a bunch of tricks. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a bunch of marketing. People will be drawn to you. God will start genuinely speaking to people concerning you. Yes. Concerning you. You know, um, uh, uh, people follow us. And I, some people, I didn't even want to follow us. I'm just like, okay, won't you go to that pastor? Go to your pastor. Okay. Go to go, go to the bishop up the street. Okay. Because we, we've never been that desperate. Mm-hmm. You know, for a bunch of people, we've never been that desperate because remember, a lot of times I'm going to tell you some of the more mature ministries is not the bigger ones. Mm. Ooh. OK, some of the more mature ministries, are not the big ones, because remember, a sheepfold will always be bigger than a household. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's why we need to get back to smaller groups. Yes. Okay, we need to get back to, and and and, and listen, y'all, y'all probably gonna try to clown me for this. I don't care. We need to get back to home groups. Mm-hmm. We need to get back to smaller groups of people. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not against church growth. I'm all for it. You understand what I'm saying? But if your church is huge and big, you should start cultivating smaller groups within the congregation to get together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 get some pastors and some elders in there to kind of help you maintain all of that. Because that's where you're going to see an explosion of growth personally. Mm-hmm. Because see, the corporate word is good, but see, when you have a when you have a more intimate setting with a mature leader presiding over that thing, and they're able to ask questions, engage, challenge one another, and things like that, you, that that's how you promote growth among the saints. Okay, they're not getting their word just from the pulpit on Sunday morning. Okay, but they're getting word throughout the week and they're building community. We need to get back to the principles of community. That's right. As well. That's another reason why some of y'all leaders need to close y'all doors. You're you're taking away from the community and the body by -hmm. trying to be a wonder unto yourself. And you're wasting resources that can be plugged into something else greater. Mm -hmm. Okay, to produce something greater. What what first chair leading on you? Mm. Come on. Because 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 obvious you ain't called to be a second chair. It's obvious. So what first chair leader is waiting on you? Mm. You understand? You, 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 you can't just sit here and just say, well, you know, this mine's so you know, that, that, I thought we have my own. That right there. And I've noticed, I'm sure it happens in every culture, but I've noticed, especially with a lot of black people. Oh my god. They, they treat pastoring like like they done made the NFL, they done dropped the plat double triple platinum album. Like I'm the pastor. It's just like, okay, where's your identity outside of that? Some of these doors need to close because people became a pastor because they didn't know who, who they were. They didn't truly dig into their gifts, their assignment. They just found something they could do. They're like, okay, I can't sing, I can't drop an album, I mm-hmm. can't play football, but I'm a pastor. Like mm-hmm. we look at that at, as and again, there's an honor, there's a reverence there, but that's not should be that shouldn't be something you hold on to just because you don't know who you are. Yeah. You might need to close them doors and go travel for a while and figure out who you are, really, outside of that. That's not the end all and be all. That's not the pinnacle of your status as a human being. You've got to know who you are without that. 
You got to know what you like and what you don't like. And you have a lot of pastors that are out there. They're so into pastoring. They, they don't know who they are. They don't know what they like. They don't know what they don't like. They don't have any type of healthy hobbies that they enjoy. They cannot enjoy life. They're just as miserable and sad and depressed all the time. That, that's not what it's supposed to be. While, yes, you go through trials, you go through leadership pains and different types of transitions, <laughs> the reality is, and that's a whole nother episode by itself, the reality of it is outside of pastoring, there are other things that God has put within you. And if you don't fulfill those areas or figure out what they are, you end up overcompensating for your deficiencies in life cool. in pastoring. And then that's why you, I'm not, I don't want to close the doors. I'm, I'm the pastor. This man's, this man's. <laughs> you know, you, you, pastors shouldn't make you miserable, right? Mm -hmm. I, that, that reminds me some years ago, you know, you know, when we first started our church. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I ran into this pastor. You know, I visited his church with some friends prior to me really getting to mission. I ran into him and said, hey, pastor, so-and-so, how you doing? You're like, bless you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And, you know, we started talking a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I told him, you know, I mean, people understand pastoring. So, so, so I said, pastor, I said, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I'm a pastor now. And you know, I started pastor. He was like, mm, God bless you. <laughs> he was like, man, he, that's <laughs> encouraging. <laughs> right? He was like, he was, I mean, he started getting, he was like, man, listen, God bless you. <laughs> he said, man, it ain't easy. He said, man, I mean, he acted like he hated it. He acted like he would hate it, like he was being forced Ooh. to do something. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, pastoring should not, or, or leading a congregation, or however, because some people define that differently, should not make you miserable. Mm -hmm. And if you're miserable, is because either you have not staffed your you have not staffed your ministry right. That's true. Or you ain't called. Uh oh. And most of y'all ain't called. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It ain't called. Why why do you think now you have pastors blowing their brains out? Yeah. It's not always just because, you know, they dealt with mental things and depression. They can't handle the pressure of that seat. Yeah. And that, and the pressure of that seat, um, the pressure of that seat causes them, okay, to, or drives them to the point of almost insanity. Yeah. So this is why I'm saying, don't put more on yourself than what God has not put on you. And listen, just because you, just just because God called you to be a pastor, you're supposed to have a church. Hello, you can be a pastor within a, a larger church. Because really, pastors are supposed to work within the administration of, of, of apostleship. That's right. In other words, your church should have an apostle over it. Ooh. And you should have pastors. Ooh, you just cussed to some of these people. You should have pastors among the sheep. We all the same. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we all the same, then God would have labeled us all the same. All right, so many folks don't need their Bible, read their Bible. But yeah, just because just because you have the genuine call of a pastor don't mean you're supposed to start your own congregation and your own church. There's nowhere in the Bible where a pastor was over anything That's administratively true. concerning the church. Okay? So no pastor in Scripture determined the direction of ministry. Nowhere. 
It was always apostles and prophets at the foundation, okay, of the church. Even prophets can lead a ministry before a pastor, a mature one. Okay, because see, we 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 acquaint prophets as people who are moody, mean, mm -hmm. you know, and all of that kind of stuff. You know, just moody, mean, you know. But biblical prophets had a maturity to them. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, they were just won't just some moody, mean people who stayed in a cave. Personality, personality <laughs> disorder that didn't know how to talk to people. Okay, these people, the, 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 these people were well trained. Yes. Well trained, and when you have prophets that that are not well trained, you get these little moody prophesiers who do all this little weird stuff, you know, do all this little weird stuff, turn people off and stuff like that. That's not biblical. That's not ancient biblical prophetics. No, it's not at all. See that? Says that new stuff y'all be doing to uh, to to, to uh, try to uh, excuse the fact that you're just dysfunctional. You know, get up there with the attitude. And then they call you over there in the front. Get over here now. Get over here now. Now I said the Lord is moving. Y'all excuse me. That's the anointing. No, you got to attitude ministries. And then oh God, the ones that um be uh always rebuking the musicians, them the ones that piss me off. Yes, y'all be pissing me off. Yeah, I said piss me off. I said it. It ain't a cuss word. Piss in the pisses in the Bible. Y'all gonna say read your Bible and, and don't make me use biblical cuss words. Words that are in the Bible, bless the Lord. Okay, don't get me started. But anyway, I can't stand them mean old prophets who's always, listen, I understand the sound has to be right. I get it. You know, I understand the tune has to be right. I get it. I understand, you know, you know, sometimes the musician ain't pure either. But do you always got to rebuke the musician? Go back to kindergarten. <laughs> Show some grace to the music. What y'all playing? What's that? What's that? Uh-uh. 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 What are you doing? What are you doing? It's, it's not that deep. No, 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 no. No, walk over there in grace. Help them get the tune you want. And then sing. Like, my God. My God. It's, it's just, I can't stand that kind of stuff. Okay? But some of them be starting churches, too. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. So, some of y'all, and I want to make this point, some of y'all need to merge. Yes. Some of you definitely need to merge. If you've only got a few little members in, in the church, find somewhere to merge. You, if you're closing your doors, that's not the end. Take the few people that you have, go merge somewhere else, and be a part of something larger and something greater. You still have have purpose and destiny in what you're doing. And I think that's important. People are so afraid. Well, if I merge with somebody else, I'm not in charge or they're not going to do things my way. But you know what? A different strategy may not be bad. And merging, you may still have a small group where you kind of can put your own spin on it, yeah. but it's a part of the greater mission. I mean, again, you could be the missing piece to whatever work that they're doing because you're hoarding up kingdom resources, wasting time because you want to be the senior bastard. That doesn't make any kind of sense. And definitely, because we talked about how some of these people need to go online. Listen, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. Say it. I, I say this with all humility and, and respect as a persons and places, saints, members, and friends. If you are over 50 in ministry, you're a senior leader, you don't know how to work this technology stuff, this, these newfangled things. <laughs> 
please get some younger people and tech savvy people on your staff. You need somebody to know how to works. Social media outlets, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the TikToks, the Zoom. You you need some some people that can work these things for you. It's okay if you don't know how to do it, but please staff your weaknesses. I think one one of my personal frustrations, I, I got to talk about this. One of my personal frustrations is when I deal with people who I, I cannot tell. First of all, let me say people who don't know how to check their email. I didn't get it. Oh, there it is. I didn't see it. Y'all stop lying on our admin. You got email. You don't know how to use it. And then you misplaced the email months ago. You thought you sent it seven months ago. It's still in your draft folder. I need, listen, there are free classes online for you to learn how to use this stuff. I remember when Gmail and all this stuff and, and Dropbox and, and Google Drive, all this stuff, they got free classes online, little videos that you can watch to learn YouTube. how to use this stuff. I mean, you can, you can find out how to do just about anything on YouTube. Please YouTube. do some research. At least, if not once a year, at least every two years, find a way to, to refresh your skills, to stay up to date, find out what's going on. I know you in the prayer closet all day, but somebody need to be outside that prayer closet when waiting on you when you come out, updating you on what's going on in the rest of the world. Because you can't just be living in the cave and then you come out and you five, ten years behind. And that is what has happened. We have been in such a technology shift that a lot of the more seasoned saints, as I like to call them, these, these seasoned leaders, you're used to doing ministry a certain way, and then the technology just boomed, and you didn't know what to do with it. I can't tell you how many leaders were stuck at the pandemic. They didn't have a conference. So all the people that said Facebook was the devil, YouTube was the devil, all these things, and now all of a sudden, you, you're hustling to figure out how to use it. Stop demonizing everything that you don't understand. Well, back in my day, we not back in your day. We ending up 2021 and going into 2022. You will have to update your day to the times that we're in. And for all y'all, you know, I gotta throw the, I got I got I gotta throw some salt in that wound right here. <laughs> all I started ministry on the internet 10 years ago, right? I was ahead of a lot Ooh. of people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I had a huge I had a huge following the first the first three to five years, I had a huge follow on the internet. Mm -hmm. And a lot of y'all called me an internet apostle. You owe me an apology. Because some of y'all are on the internet more than me. Now. Mm -hmm. Now. Every day. So, so some of y'all boogers <laughs> owe me an apology. And you need to send me a C. Because I paved the way for you. And people like me paved the way for <laughs> you. There's a few of us out here who started this thing first. <laughs> so I will graciously accept your seat. Thank you very much. You can inbox me. You can message me. Amen. And you can send me about $1,000. Best thought. You have any closing remarks for the people before we close this episode out? If it ain't your, there's a difference between, you know, you having hardships mm -hmm. and something just not being your grace. And you have to have, you have to make an honest assessment of yourself and where you are. Is this really fruitful? Right. Okay. Is this really fruit? Is this church fruitful? Is me having this ministry fruitful? If not, I need to close the doors or transition uh, under someone else.
that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah, that's it. And I want to encourage you guys, listen, it's not the end of the world if you've got to close the doors and shift. You might feel a, like, like a cutting and it might hurt, might feel like a wound, but it really is as a pruning. Because once you allow God to realign you, you're going to find that you bear more fruit of the spirit, that your ministry begins to explode. You have more joy and excitement in life and you're going to have more blessing and increase flowing. Why? Because you're rightly aligned. How can you, if every joint supplies, how can you supply you when you're disjointed? Allow God to shift you a line. You was going to hurt a little bit at first. I don't know if you ever broke an arm or broke a leg, but when they shift that bone, trying to align it, it hurts. But you're going to feel so much better and there's going to be so much more fruit from your life because you're rightly positioned exactly where God wants you to be. Listen, this was definitely a great dialogue today. Yes. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining. Oh, you hold my hand. Well, you grab my hand. No, I was, I was reaching over to no, this armrest. No, you grabbed my hand. Okay. Well, I want to thank y'all for joining us today. Definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and, sub -share, and share. So click the notification bell so you will be notified with every new episode. Thank you for joining us today on the F3 Podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Thanks.